Nick Adkins. Nick is in PDX. I'm here at Doc SF 18 in San Francisco. Health Innovation Media on the ground with my good friend Shafi Ahmed from the UK, London, the virtual surgeon. How's it going, Shafi? It's great. Really enjoying my time here at Doc SF. I, I tell you, I sat in on your your presentation, and what I'm continually blown away by is the reach, the global reach that you're able to get using social media to train doctors. The the total globalization, deep total democratization of of medical education. So tell me tell me how that's going for you. So yeah, like it's gone quite well, and I think that. It even surprised me the kind of reach that I managed to get using social media. And now some people might argue, well, why would you use social media to teach and train people? But actually, for me, the social media has become the internet, and the internet has become social media. They're synonymous. And actually, the reach that you have, for example, on Facebook, there's two billion active users every day. Instagram, there's about 300 million users. And Snapchat, about 175 million users. So these are the kind of platforms that people communicate with. So my thing is then why not use that platform? It's free, it's accessible around the world, and teach along those lines. And um, initially it was an experiment, but now it's gone global. Millions of people seem to like what I do in terms of um, democratizing education. Um, so yes, I'm pleased with the kind of reach and the response from the, the kind of people that have fed back to me. Yeah, so you and I were on Twitter all the time, I, I know, and, and you use Facebook and Instagram, and I mean, of, of all the social media platforms, which one do you think has really been the best as far as reach for, for what you're trying to do? Uh, I think the platform is slightly different for each purpose. So Facebook, I think it's good for connecting people, networking with people, sharing ideas, there's no question. I think I was surprised at how good Snapchat was for training because it has a few advantages. First of all, it has an overlay. You can put text message on, you can draw pictures if you want to during the operation. You take small clips, so you have to think about how you create some learning in small chunks. And also, the people that use Snapchat, 75% uh, of those 175 million users up to the age of 17 and 25. And actually, that's the kind of age you want to get to. They're the age of your students and your trainees. And what's surprising is they're quite loyal to the brand. I always thought that Snap's going to go out of existence because Instagram are copying their work and Facebook as well are putting filters on. But surprisingly, they are set on Snapchat. And I have about 5,000 students every time I operate purely on the Snapchat feed, which is incredible, right? So you are the virtual surgeon. I mean, you're the first surgeon in the world to, to, to do this. I, I can only imagine... What was the, the selling process like for you to get that passed at the, at the hospital with the administrators? I mean, this, how did you do it? Yeah, that's the crux, right? Um, so if I reflect back a few years ago when I first did the world's kind of global Google Glass operation, which is my first foray into this kind of tech work, um, it happened so quickly. I literally one day got the glass, second day my students made it work in terms of streaming, the third day we tested in the theater, fourth day we went live. And at that time I spoke to the medical director uh, and the chief executive of the hospital and they just said, hold on, <laughs> really? <laughs> That's a bit fast, come here, think about it kind of thing. The fact that I gave them no time to think was good, 
They then went away, did some uh, due diligence, some mitigated risk, spoke to the legal team, the governance team. In fact, what had happened was that because it was so rapid, they realized actually risks weren't too great, and if we minimize them to the best we can, they're happy to support it. And that's where innovation should happen. The minute you go against a barrier, like if someone says to you, well, I want to do this, but hey, let's have a group meeting, let's think about it, you've lost the opportunity. You've become obsolete. And so I think my hospital has been very supportive, saying, look, it's a great idea, let's go with it. Let's figure out as we go along as to how we manage the problems, which is the right thing to do. You're at Bart's? Yeah, so I work at the Royal London Hospital, and it's Bart's Health NHS Trust, the biggest hospital in the UK. Hat tip to them for the win. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially Chief Executive and the entire kind of the, um, uh, the directorate, they've been very, very supportive of this work. And I think they understand also we need to innovate. They also like the reach that we have. They like to do the global good. And every hospital wants to improve standards across the globe. So they do like me doing these kind of things and support me uh, and give me a chance to be a kind of global ambassador for them, which works both ways. Fantastic. You had a slide in, in your presentation that showed you being surrounded in 360 degrees practically by all of these cameras, and I forget there's a hundred and something, but tell me how that came to happen and what that day was like. So yeah, that was interesting. So this is a process called photogametry. This is recreating your image with volume, so in 3D, and it required the use of a 104 Nikon cameras, each at 36 megapixels. And so it's quite interesting to be in this kind of um, setup with all these cameras around you. And then holding position, and then they would say three, two, one, click, that all click together, all the flashlights go off together in a single second. It was quite weird, I guess. But the reason why we're doing that is because virtual reality going forward has to be realistic. At the moment, it's, I guess, uh, it's not as good as it should be because of the CGI animation. It's not good enough. For me, it's a bit cartoonish. And for it to be taken um, sort of uh, with respect, it needs to be much more real life situation. So the idea is you replace CGI, you recreate with photogrammetry, uh, for me, the operating theater, the people in the operating theater. You then create them to move and talk. So you're creating a perfect simulation model. Now, we're not quite there yet. But I guess next two to five years, that's where we're going to be creating virtual reality. Awesome. And so in this global reach that you have training, where's been the most rem remote dial-in from someone? Somebody logged in and they go, wow, where is that in the world? Where, where's the most remote place on the globe that somebody's logged in? So that's a, I'll share a great story with you. And this happened a few months ago. So whenever I'm on Snapchat, uh, pushing out a live story and operation to my audience. I'm not sure where they're watching it from because Snapchat doesn't really tell you. They've added a new feature recently which shows geography, but people can switch it off if they want to. So I thought, okay, let me ask my audience, um, look, who are you, what's your name, uh, and where are you watching it from? So then in the next 24 hours, I've got lots of messages saying I'm from Pakistan, I'm from you know Vietnam, Australia, all over the world. But one of them really kind of hit home. It's quite touching. And there's a girl called Ella who responded. And Ella says, hi, Dr. Ahmed. Thank you for teaching me. I'm a medical student in my third year. And I'm watching this feed and being taught by you from the Marianas Islands. So I said, that's great. 
I went to Google to find out where this place was. Went to Google Earth and I put in Marinus Islands. All that came up, Nick, was Pacific Ocean between somewhere from Europe to kind of America. So I zoomed in and I kept zooming in, kept zooming in. Finally, I got to a bunch of islands near the Marinus Trench. And she was watching the operation from an island of 12,500 inhabitants that connected with me. And so that is like a, such a powerful story and the reach, you know, who would have thought I'd be teaching someone in a remote part of the world. Shafi, it's really awesome to talk to you as always. I'm really glad we caught up here at DocSF, so keep doing the great work, yeah? Great. Thanks very much, Nick, as always.